it's that time of the month. We're back. Mystery Stone Podcast here with our monthly bonus episode, Philosopha Talk. I am your MC, CJ, here with... We got Mike the Lover. How are you guys doing today? Ah, you know, that was awesome. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, I, me, I, I change depending on the title. You know, I encapsulate it all. So it could be good. It could be a metaphysical mic, mystic mic, lover mic. You know, we're dealing with a little more affectionate topic today. So Magic mic today. at one point. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta switch it. I gotta be artistic. Yeah. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> um, you know, if uh, you guys remember our first uh, episode of the Philosopha Talk, um, really, it's just a co- it's just a casual conversation, uh, no research, straight from the heart. Especially today's uh, topic, um, and there's really like our own personal feelings uh, about a philosophical topic and what what, what it means to us. Uh, last time uh, we had Isaiah Frizzell. Uh, on the show from the Bird Brain podcast, and we discussed, uh, you know, like what is happiness and what does that mean, and why is that such an important topic to talk about? Uh, today, the, the, this uh, subject kind of goes hand in hand uh, with that concept of happiness because um, this is a big key part to really being happy. This is something that everybody needs. Everybody needs to feel it for someone. Everyone needs to have someone feel it for them. Uh, you can be one of those people who are like I'm a hermit. And I don't need other people, and that's fine. But yeah, that's fine too. Yeah, but could, uh, you, you can be your own. You can be your own lover. You know, over yeah, o- over. Uh, some people really are their own lover. Um, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit too. But uh, really, today we're talking about the significance of love. What is it, and uh, why do we need it? You know. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a very 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 necessary uh, feeling. Like some consider it an emotion. Um, it's it's a it's a concept that's that is so profound, deep, and yet viewed so superficially. It's kind of perplexing to the mind in terms of me. You know, um, I'm very analytical and observant, especially in my own experiences in life. And love to me, man, it's definitely not the way they per- they portray that in movies. To oh me, oh my god, I, it, it, we're we're swamped with that. We are, and you it's know, terrible. It's toxic. Te- television shows, movies, almost every song you listen to, yeah, um, is it, it, gonna utilize that in some sort of fashion. Holidays, um, even even like radio. Yeah, it's it it shows that like you know love is an integral and essential essence of life, and it pervades a lot of things, and it pervades everything on the deepest level. But we are so misconstrued as to what love is. It's such a dangerous way, especially here in Western culture. I'm not necessarily so sure um, how it's depicted or portrayed in a lot of other countries. But um, to me, first off, like love has done me a lot of harm in my life personally. Um, you know, love it, 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 in terms of relationships, love, like in, love from other people and the trials and tribulations it puts you through. It's put me through a lot of trials and tribulations. Um, and it's definitely uh, a disillusionment from how the I was raised uh, believing what love was, like what I was saying with the movies and the songs. And, you know, in, in the movies, they romanticize love so much. Like there's all these love stories out there where the whole movie's about you know, maybe disasters going on in these people's lives, and then they find this other person, they find each other, and they have this dramatic music playing in the background, and then their whole entire life is changed and perfect and better, and they live in la-la land, and they're like loving on each other the whole time, and it's a happy ending, and they get married, and all these t- and all this stuff, and it's it, it can be like that in spurts in a relationship, especially in the honeymoon phase, you know, like the first, you know, six months to a year, you're with somebody on a deep level, 
But at the end of the day, that's that's essentially like magnetic drunkenness. Like you're just kind of your emotions and your hormones and everything are just running rampant in your mind, and you essentially become possessed by these by these feelings. And it, it, it's not even mature love. It's just like the insight of of a bonding or an emotional bonding between two people. And um, I think that the media is so dangerous in terms of how they're portraying love. It's giving people such a false impression as to what it really even is, especially like if you're young and you're, and you're hearing all this stuff and you're not being parented the proper way by, you know, intelligent adults and they're seeing love portrayed as this lovey dovey, perfect, like perfect uh, antidote to all your issues and your problems and, and all these things like it's simply just not like that at all. And so many people at a young age enter relationships with that preconceived notion. They end up coming out extremely harmed. Um, if you have any type of cracks in your pavement of your own consciousness, like uh, if you have a lot of anxiety issues, a lot of insecurity issues, if you have a lot of uh, just, just a lot of issues in who you are, you're broken inside, do not look for somebody else to fill those cracks. Um they simply won't. It'll be an illusion that they will. And at the end of the day, like once that person, once you guys dissolve, which most likely there will be a dissolution. Most relationships don't last. They just don't. And even if you're in one for a long time, there's no hope that that's going to last forever um, whatsoever, especially living in the Western culture where there's so much temptation. We have the internet to contend with, social media, you know, the social media and making everybody feel they have to be perfect and you're not getting enough attention if you're not getting enough likes and all this, all this stuff that just destroys and erodes society from the inside out. Just don't look for love in somebody else. You have to look for love first within yourself. Um, with the Western culture too, right now, especially with nowadays where, um, no, the whole thing with social media and a lot of our pop culture, um, it really exemplifies and makes a, a point of pride to have a complete neglect for another person's set of emotions. And like, I see people who post on Facebook, they're proud of cheating on their partners. It's, it's like unbelievable. It's a badge of honor. Now. It's unbelievable. Like, like, yeah, you know, I've got, like, I mean, you, you look, um, I mean, you, you're online uh, in, in music and in memes and in people's interactions and television shows, there's the concept of the side bitch. You hit the side toy, a little sidekick, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, oh, that's my side bitch. First of all, if you're calling your other a bitch, like, that's my bitch, like, I hope they beat you up, first of all. <laughs> 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 like smack some like that ain't right. We don't never ever funny. call. I mean, unless you have like some sort of like BDSM relationship where that is yeah, part of your, your thing, right? That's part of your play. Yeah. Then cool, but they don't really like uh, outwardly media wise right now. Like that's that's just an acceptable phrase to use for a human being. That's my bitch, and not only that, that's that's my bitch, and then that's my side bitch. So like none of them matter. And the side bitch knows. Yeah. And like, that, like she's aware. And like, that's, that can even be a dude. Uh, that's typically referred to as a word I'm not going to use on the show. Mm -hmm. It's not appropriate. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's, that, that's like, the, the really ties in with what you're saying. Like, people's real concept, like in Western culture right now, you know, where you're treating people in that sort of fashion, like there's a, that is a complete disregard for somebody's emotional status and their own mental 
no one no one wants to be that even even if like you're probably like yeah like i'm on the side like i don't have any responsibilities in this relationship i i know what it is there still has to be something there that tells you like i'm not an object like <laughs> Yeah, and I totally understand, like, you know, the traps people can fall into. Um, and if, if like I said, if you have a lot of issues or, or you have a, you had a rough, up, uh, rough upbringing or you're, you were neglected by your parents or you have any type of insecurity or self-esteem issues, um, you falling, quote-unquote, into love with somebody could actually, you just falling into a trap where they become an addiction. And you become addicted to what they're providing you, which is pretty much a Band-Aid to your wounds. You become essentially addicted to and, and long for a Band-Aid to your problems that's manifesting in a physical entity being the other person. And so then you become feeling elated and you become addicted to that person. You want to be around them all the time, no matter what. And if they're not giving you enough attention, you know, you feel derailed. Um, you, you don't feel validated because your validation comes from that person. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not susceptible to any of these things. I understand these things very well. I've been through a lot of these things myself. Uh, codependency is a huge problem uh, across the United States because, you know, parenting is just not optimized. Uh, we're, be, we're being taught in, in the music industry and all these things like uh, the over-sexualization of women, how, how men, you know, are, use women in objectified manners. Um, and, and people fall into this trap. And it's and for someone on the outside watching this happen, um, and I know a lot of it's like the youth or whatever, but just watching it happen, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> but um, it's it's um, just, when, when you're seeking, just always, always figure out before you're looking for quote-unquote love that you're not, subconsciously looking for yourself because a lot of the time when people are looking for love they're, they're just looking for a drug to make themselves feel better and because we have this false notion that somebody's going to complete us the only only person in this world that can complete you is yourself and if you're not complete in yourself you're not going to be complete ever in a relationship and most most likely you'll be end up more broken than you were to begin with and then you're just back to state you're, you're back below where you were before and you're gonna have to pick up the pieces and it's gonna be an extremely painful process and i know this from experience um so just always question yourself always question your motives as to like wh why are you looking for what you're what like what like what like why are you looking for these things and, and, and it's like just like what's the motive just figure it out a lot of people act on impulse a lot of people act with the you know the, their attention on on the external world without you know trying to figure out the motives or or um, the impulses or the drives behind their actions, but this this one is particularly important because of how much pain that love can come with and that love will come with if it is genuine love because love is never all just elation and, and, and happiness. Love comes with the entire spectrum of heaven and hell. It comes from everything from from the highest highs to the lowest lows and. Um, and it, this isn't even getting to the dynamics of personality traits and relationships, uh, which I'll get into in a second. But it, it's um, it's it's dangerous, man. It's really dangerous path. Uh, just just be conscious and be aware of what you're doing in terms of love. Yeah, when it comes to that, um, when when you look at somebody, uh, you need to understand that love in itself isn't going to be something where you're, oh you broke up and it's over in two weeks it's not how it works for everybody um you can severely not only mentally and physically damage a person um you can spiritually destroy them uh the biggest in my opinion the biggest aspect of your ability to love another individual 
whether it's romantically, um, whether it's family, whether you look at a friend and you say, I love my friend, you know, not, not all love is romantic. Um, in a sense, we, we really look at that as, as a romantic, uh, emotion most of the time. Uh, but you can, you can feel love for on many different levels, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and if you use that as a weapon, you can spiritually destroy an individual. Yeah. Which a lot of people do utilize love as a tool, a weapon to destroy and to gain. It, some, some or for the, image, self-image. Some of that damage is irreparable. It is. Like, love will scar you, and sometimes it will mortally wound you. And there have been many lives lost. I mean, we have broken heart syndrome. You know, you have couples who have been together for 40, 50, 60 years. One person dies, and within a few short weeks, their spouse goes too. They yeah, they're gone. They can't. They Their spirit's just broken. They can't deal with that. Like, I've been with this person for 60 years, and I'm supposed to live every day without seeing them. Yeah. That's gotta be like the hardest, the hard, I can only imagine what that's like, you know, like, um, if you're going to, and, and we're dealing specifically with just relationship love, we're going to get into, you know, more, more metaphysical aspects of what I perceive love to be or what we perceive love to be. And you know, what, what love spans beyond the human emotion or the human feelings. Um, you know, love, love for me on a human level is essentially kind of like a blanket statement for many different concepts um, involving care. Um, you know, you, if you love somebody, you have a deep care for them. You've, you've grown a relationship with them. You've exchanged ideas. Um, you've, you have a mutual understanding of each other. If it's a faithful, uh, trustworthy, honest relationship, and you become one in the sense that your beings integrate, it's two galaxies coming together. Um, I kind of view somebody and their psychology and their mind and their experiences as their own galaxy. It's their own solar system. It's, there's a lot of mechanics happening there functioning together. Um, and you meet somebody else who might be similar, and you integrate that galaxy, that world into your own, and you start seeing the world through the lens of two different people or two different ideologies or two different lifestyles, and you morph them into one. So, so, so love in that sense is a blanket statement for the integration of two individuals um, under a profound feelings of care, of trust, of honesty, of security, of safety. Uh, and just uh, of integral understanding and empathy and, and compassion towards one another. Um, these all go into, you know, the feelings of quote unquote love. And on top of the fact that, you know, love in its most basic element in the human mind, I would consider beyond care would, would be the bonding uh, chemical, which would be oxytocin. So when you're in love with somebody, quote unquote, or it's genuine love, um, the, the mind or the brain formulates this chemical called oxytocin. And this is what makes you feel elated and, and all those happy feelings and this and that. What makes you feel great when you're with that person? Is that the one they call the hug drug? I, I think it would, I, I would consider it. I would, I would think so. It's, it's, it's the bonding chemical that gets released. So I would, I would assume that that's the same thing. Because there's, there's a chemical in your brain like when you hug an individual well, that you're romantically interested in. You know? Yeah. I would definitely 100% think it would be that. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, but it's – yeah. So like – so that that's another thing too. It's it's a it's chemical. It's um, it's spiritual. If it's a, it's a profound uh, uh, relationship, and um, and at the end of the day, uh, love can be the greatest thing overall, and it can be the most painful thing. And when it's the most painful thing, if utilized properly, um, love can lead one to grow in the most profound ways. Um, if taken, you know, introspectively, um, all the experiences that love provides somebody. Uh, all the happiness, all the pain, all the um, just all the suffering, all the trials, the tribulations, the arguments, the disagreements, um, it, le- it leads one to grow. 
And that's the entire point of life is to grow. And if so, everything grows, everything evolves. And if you're not evolving and you're stagnating, that's what brings on misery. That's what brings on suffering. Um, so love essentially is kind of like the water um, that allows the, the, that allows the plants of humanity <laughs> metaphorically to grow, you know, towards the light if utilized properly. So um, that's another uh, thing involving it. It's so, it's so complex and a lot of people just kind of perceive it to be just this thing where you get together with somebody and live this life and do these things and have this wedding ceremony eventually and have these kids and, and just live. It's, it's like, so, so just conceptualized in a simplistic manner that, um, it's just so, uh, misconstrued. And it's so, like I was saying, it's just, it's, it's just not good. Um, I think, I think we need to actually have like integrate into our schools, like, uh, to some degree, the, just psychology and uh, what love can do and, and the different dynamics. And what one experiences uh, with one person in, in love, um, if you love somebody um, and you break up with that person, you endure all that, and then you're with somebody else, and your idea of love that you have for one person and how you experience love with one person can be a completely different experience from how you experience love with somebody else. So another thing is if you're with somebody else and you're like, oh, well, you know, I didn't feel this during the last relationship or, you know, I had other, I had these other things going about this other person that I'm not experiencing now, or you're experiencing things that you have now with the, with the person you're with now that you didn't have with before. And you're kind of confused as like why it's not the same thing or it, it well, either one, you might have emotional baggage from the previous person, so you might want to address that without, you know, harming the person you're with now. And if you're expecting love to be the same thing every time you're with somebody, it's simply not going to be the same thing. Um, you might fit better with certain people. You might experience things differently with different people um, that might allow you to experience that care, that profound, that profound, uh, profound care differently. Um, so yeah, just never ex expect the same thing with, with different people. Everyone's their own universe. Everyone's their own galaxy. So um, it's going to be a very subjective experience depending on who you're with. So don't take the movie concept, your preconceived notion um, along with uh, uh, along with you into these relationships. Um, just feel it out, you know, do what your heart feels, do what your spirit feels and always, always take your gut feeling involving another person. You know, I don't, I don't know how you really feel about your, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, but I think there is one key component when it comes to, um, loving other people that it whether it's romantic and whether it's your friends, whether it's your family, um, you can have love for your pets even, um, even though I would kind of count that on a different level, but. I kind of want to. I kind of want to blanket the term right now, uh, but there's like one key thing, and the line between this being a healthy and unhealthy thing is so thin, and it is such a tightrope. You know, uh, you. I, I personally feel that it's not possible for you to love another individual without loving yourself first. Absolutely, yeah. You know, a hundred percent, hundred percent on that. When, especially, especially when I was younger, um, and even to a point, and like it really kind of, it it sucks to admit. I mean, this is this is part of my shadow work as an individual. Yeah. Um, where when I was a younger man, me me and my wife have been together for a very long time, um, going on twelve years. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. So, but when we were when we were younger, and when I say kids, I'm gonna be like twenty one, twenty two. 
I was going through some very tough mental things in my life where I had gaps. I had people and friends who told me they loved me and then stabbed me in the back and ruined relationships with family members for me. And I never snitched on them. I took the blame for what they did. They blamed me because they thought they were cowards and they blamed me uh, because they thought that the situation would blow over and it's caused a rift within my family that's lasted for almost a decade now. So, um, I was dealing with a lot of things and I wasn't able to look into a mirror and love myself. Yeah. I wasn't able to, to really sit down and like, I wasn't able to love myself and those issues that I had with myself, I projected onto other people and even my wife to a point, mm-hmm. I project those issues I had with myself onto her. And that's a very, that's a very difficult thing to look at yourself and say, I did that, you know, cause there there were instances where I damaged that woman, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we're still together today. We, we were able to get past those. Yeah. Things. And they're very common things too. So yeah we, yeah, we were able to get past those things, but in those instances, I damaged an, another person who I said I loved mm-hmm. and I do, I do love her. I do. Um, but like I said, like, uh, and we'll, in future episodes of the main show, we'll, we'll talk about shadow work. That yeah, it's, it's a yeah. very important thing, especially when we're going to talk about love. Shadow work is important. It's essentially like dipping, di- like digging into your mind, your subconscious, your uh, consciously, and just being introspective as to all your faults, your flaws, what you did that day, like what you're doing, and just analyzing everything and, and really journaling and make trying just sorting yourself out so that you know these demons of this darkness doesn't pop up in all these areas of life and create a hell. Um, so you're actually consciously aware and can change these things for the better. That's really, essentially it, what shadow work is. Just it, a brief. So owning, you guys know, but. It's owning yourself for who you are. Yeah. And it allows your you. Your honesty. It really allows you. Like when you are honest with yourself and you are able to make those changes, to fill those gaps, to come to terms with the things that are hurting you. Um, and then you're able to love yourself. And then once you're able to do that, once you're able to look in the mirror and say, yeah, I, I, I love me. Like, you know, I am who I am, faults and all. And I love that about myself. And that is, that's a hard thing to do. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's, a, even, it's a very hard thing to do. Even to this day, there are days I look in the mirror and I doubt that in myself. Oh yeah. You know, I struggle o- with that all the time. O- overall, mm-hmm. I do love myself. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, like, there are days where that's a struggle and you know, your, your shadow work will help you with that. But you know, you can't, you can't love another person without loving yourself. You, you, because you really are going to take everything you don't like about yourself, whether you're consciously admitting it or subconsciously understanding it, and you're going to project that on other people and it will destroy relationships in your life. Yeah. And that's kind of what I meant earlier when I was saying, like, you have like cracks in the pavement in your mind or who you are, you have self-esteem issues and all these things. Like you don't fully love yourself at all. And then you go into a relationship expecting that love or whatever you, you perceive as love from the other person as being love when it's just, you're, you're, you're loving a bandaid. And I, I, growing up, you know, I always heard that statement. You can't love somebody else unless you love yourself. I was like, I was like, well, what are we talking about? And even to this day, you know, I kind of feel like a better statement would be, and there's a lot of variables to it. I almost kind of feel like the better statement involving that would be you can't love somebody properly until you love yourself. Um, and I say properly because I feel you can love other people if you don't love yourself. But um, oftentimes, you, depending on the situation, you might 
uh, mistake love for um, external validation, um, or else you might have just enough love of yourself where you truly do love the other person, but you're not going to love them properly. Um, You can't manifest that love properly because um, you have a lot of shadows and and problems and insecurities that are going to keep uh, propping up or will motivate you to do certain weird things in a relationship or like CJ said, you know, certain projections that'll be put onto them. Um, and it just kind of hinders the relationship in the flow of, uh, the process of the growth between the two individuals, um, and the harmonization between the two. So it definitely stunts the, um, it definitely stunts the proper love if you don't fully love yourself. I mean, I mean, me, uh, I struggle with this all the time and I've definitely, um, even in the past when it has been severe when I was younger, um, it's it, just from personal experience, like losing somebody who you love when, when you're not doing good on your own is extremely problematic to your mind. It's detrimental. It's destructive. It's almost life-threatening. Uh, you, it's, it's, there's reasons why a lot of people like, commit suicide or go to therapists or don't know how to deal when they lose someone that's so significant to them um, because they had pretty much hardly anything on their own. It's, it's really a sad deal, and this is something a lot of people really, really need to know because especially in modern times, and I'm sure in the past as well, there's a lot of broken people out here walking around. There's a lot of broken families. Um, we're living in this high, hyper-competitive, uh, structured civilization where there's not enough love being spent. There's, there's a lot of child farming being put out there for money. Uh, there's just improper parenting, a lot of divorced parents, you know, um, a lot of neglect, a lot of misunderstandings, a lot of ignorance, and that spawns a generation of just broken people, fragile people uh, that we're seeing today in the sensitivities. And um, in relationships, it just, it just comes out. It just comes out in destructive ways. So it's very important to at least be conscious of these things so you can communicate that stuff to your partner um, and really have them have an understanding as to where you're coming from. So maybe you guys can work together or at least know why certain things are being are happening that might be confusing or might appear weird or hurtful. It's just, just be open about it and uh, make sure that these things are known in the beginning so they don't come out in the future and, and really wreak havoc. Um, but yeah. When it comes to loving yourself as well, be careful about how much you love yourself because it's very easy to fall into a, n- a narcissistic category. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize when that happens. And a lot of times that is more destructive um, externally than it is uh, to not love yourself. You know, you, you can really cause some serious damage um, relationship wise. And I mean, I guess at the end of the day, you know, silver lining is someone loves you. You, you, you really do love yourself. Like you're like, Oh, I'm so great. You know? Um, and I know, I know a couple of narcissists and I've interacted with them in life and some purely evil people, man. Some yeah. of them are purely evil. They really are just, just out there for them. And that's like, it. They'll trample over anybody, steal your soul. Corrupt yeah. your emotions, your mind. Like there's one out there right now who hasn't dealt with my son in two years because as a baby, my son didn't like him. He'd pick him up and my kid would cry the entire time he was holding him. And he can't be bothered to be around my kid. Hasn't yeah. been around him in two years. You know, and part of that, you know, like we had the house blessed and everything and that wards off that negative energy and you know, we have things throughout the house and whatnot that really help keep those negative energies away. But that person is a narcissist of narcissists. Yeah. And if you love yourself so much that your ego is easily damaged because a baby doesn't take to you, 
That is a very unhealthy love. Yeah, and even oftentimes, like, people who are narcissists deep down are extremely insecure. It's a front. It's like an egoic front. You know, it's kind of like you're putting up these walls and and perceiving yourself as being something you're not, whether you, because you were praised so much as a kid that you got in your head through development that you are, like, you're God or you're you're something more than you're not, or just through the transitional uh, phases of life, you know, you've accumulated these ideas and experiences and you've built up this personification of yourself as being more than others just because of certain achievements and you hold on to that caricature um of of yourself and it distorts who you really are and kind of clouds your true self and you become kind of a grandiose narcissist in the fact that grandiose narcissists are people that aren't narcissists 24 7 but uh they're narcissists and like they shift on between being insecure and, and and show their insecurities and they're broken down and then other times they're they're built up and and um they're just pure narcissists in general but as this that's another thing i want to bring up uh, on this on this topic is be extremely knowledgeable um, about your disposition. Um, are you a codependent type of person? Um, are you codependent meaning um, like are are you, are you dependent on other people for your validation, for your love, for your esteem? Like really think about your interactions with other people. Like really think where you get your validation from. Like um, do you seek uh, attention from other people? Do you seek validation from other people? Why are you doing the works you're doing? Why are you flaunting like who you are, your pictures you have online? Why are you flaunting your works online? Are you doing it because you want to get attention? You want to feel good about yourself or are you doing it just because you want to express who you are? Um, you know, a lot of people kind of use social media and all these things like uh, along those lines to get some type of uh, validation because they're lacking it. And it's so common that other people see these these illusory, uh, perfect quote unquote pictures of all these other people, all these likes, and it's just fake. It's not who they are. Everyone has problems. Everyone has uh, imperfections. Um, it, and just it's, social media is terrible in terms of uh, of a, uh, uh, destroying what love could be, um, and I, I don't. I don't think putting. I don't think putting your business out there in your relationships healthy either. Um, at least you know if it's a lot of it or just details. Um, there's a, there's a, I know I've experienced jealousy from other people. If you're, this is another thing. If you're in a relationship with somebody, you might. Ex- if you if you're loving somebody and you guys are having a great relationship, expect to have jealousy from other people, from your friends. Um, if you're a guy, or it's, it, it's so it's so common that. Uh, somebody in a relationship, um, or like a friend of somebody in a relationship, will will try to get their friend's girlfriend or 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 their, or, or, uh, their friend's boyfriend or whatever it might be. Like the experience, jealousy. Uh, I've had it where I've had a girlfriend that I've loved, and, and she, you know she was very attractive, or even on multiple occasions. And I've had friends do things to me that are extremely just just treacherous. They're just complete um, traitors. Like they've done things that have just destroyed and like really hurt me because of jealousy. And so that's another thing to look for. Um, another thing is, um, there's, there's a really, uh, there's a lot of studies coming out involving the psychological idea of attachment theory. Um, and this is one I really like because it, it deals with four different attachment styles and the four different attachment styles are secure, anxious, preoccupied, dismissive, avoidant, and fearful avoidant. And these four, um, typically someone will fall into these uh, attachment styles and it's, typically happens when you're when you're raised from birth um you know it's just your style of attachment um and if you're a codependent or if you're an anxious preoccupied type of person and you're with somebody who's a dismissive avoidant type of person um you're going to be anxiously trying to you know 
uh, an anxious preoccupied would be like in layman's terms, like a clingy type of person. They just, they cling on to a person and that person like validates them or, or, or whatever. And then dismissive, if they're overwhelmed, they'll just flee, they'll withdraw, they'll, they'll withdraw emotion, they'll withdraw love. And it triggers the anxious preoccupied type of person and it creates this toxic, terrible environment. So be careful that, you know, your, your idea of love uh, you're not getting yourself into just these traps and make sure like maybe figure out your, your attachment style. Another thing is to make sure that you run, you're in a relationship or you're seeking one. Don't do it for self-image. Uh, in the Western society, uh, at least, it's so common that, um, that we have this image of perfection and like this like uh, this high class, uh, this image and like being perfect and wearing these certain clothes and having these certain, it's, all, like, it's like so distorted nowadays, I think because of the internet, but um, never get with somebody because of an image. It's just going to be illusionary. You're going to be so much more prone to somebody cheating, being unfaithful, being disrespectful. And it's so common. And there's a lot of pain involved in that path as well. Um, so yeah, just I, I wouldn't suggest just dropping the self-image, figuring and realizing who you really are deep down, finding out your flaws, being real with yourself, and seeking somebody accordingly, if you even want to do that. Um to to help you alleviate any potential, um, or at least uh, mitigate um, any potential pain you might experience. Because when you deal with love, you're dealing with the heart and your soul. And there's nothing that can be more um, dangerous or more painful uh, than when you integrate those two things into something. Sometimes, though, you have to love people from afar. For sure. Um, yeah. You, mean, you can have an emotional attachment to that person, and you just... <laughs> you know, either either there's something negative going on that you can't be involved with or you sometimes life just gets in the way, you know? Yeah. And you'll have friends, you'll have friends that, you know, uh, how, does, how does it say you have like end up with three real friends as an adult? Like, yeah, if you're lucky, right? Or something like that, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like, really you, sure. you look at, you know, you look at another individual and... You really can count on one hand and then be like, you know, I love this person. If something were to happen to that person, I would be devastated. And I have those people in my life. And one of them, we haven't even spoken in two years. And I guarantee you right now, if I were able to get him on the phone, it would be like we talked yesterday. You know, yeah, we yeah. never lose that connection. And, and me and that man, we love each other very much. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's a brother. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a saying, a lot of people like to say, uh, blood is thicker than water. Um, that is not the actual saying. Uh, that actually comes from uh, a saying is the blood of the pact is thicker than the water of the womb. And that really exemplifies the love that you project onto people outside of your immediate family. Mm -hmm. And those, that is your tribe. You know, and we use tribe very specifically because it's not a lot of people. It's not going to be a lot of people in your life. And you find people that you, you truly and genuinely love, um, there's really a big key there. And that's just to be present. Yeah. Be present for those people. And that doesn't mean you need to be there every single day. I had a friend reach out to me yesterday because he needed relevancy. He's going through. He's going through it right now. We all go through it. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. Know? And he reached out to me yesterday, and he needed to validate his existence, and he needed me to be present for him. Yeah. 
you know, sometimes we just need that somebody to just, you know, reaffirm us, you know, we, we are cared for at least by somebody, you know, we'll have, you know, are out here suffering, you know, silently. Um, there's not enough compassion, and empathy out here or love. Um, so yeah, it's very important. And, and yeah, like, like you said, like in terms of friends, you can love people the same sex. If you're not, if you're straight, like love, it crosses all types of boundaries. It's, it's, it's care. It's, it's appreciation. It's, it's, um, it's it's just a longing to have somebody in your life, and if it's with a friend, it's platonic love. You know, it doesn't have to be sexual. Um, sexual typically comes with like a magnetic attraction to another sex. So it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like the love you have for your best friend, except you're having sex with the person. <laughs> it's essentially um, the only main difference, primarily, except for uh, you know some um, polarity um, responses in the body. You know, if you're if you're a really good fit for somebody, the polarities will match up. So if you're mass, you might be like have a seventy five percent, twenty five percent energetic uh, ratio of masculine and feminine in the man and the feminine might have like a 75 25 feminine masculine and her uh, energetic makeup so the polarities will work properly it's not all about oh he's attractive you know i can form a relationship with him or she not like the polarities have to match up too um it's not always like the opposite sex either i mean i know not, I yeah that's all i meant yeah also like if, if same yeah. sex you have and typically there's typically there's a polarity if you see even the same sex couples you'll see say it's like a two two guys uh the one guy might be more feminine his energy might be more feminine and the other guy might be more masculine that's like it, there's always a polarity exchange mm-hmm. um there's always a polarity exchange in love that has to match each other yeah um uh shoot i had a I had a real thought, and I I lost it just now. It's gone. It's drifting. It's gonna it's in the air. It'll come back. It loves you. It'll come back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, oh. 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 My thought. Oh, I got it. Back. Yeah, there you go. Caught it. I All told right. you I loved you, man. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. Uh. There's also this concept out there where love is fifty fifty, whether with its whether it's with your romantic partner or your best friend or, uh, family members, um, your children where love is 50 50 and lots of times sure it is you know a lot of times sure it is there are going to be days where it's 95 and 5 yeah you know 60 40 55 45 there is going to be an imbalance there and it's going to happen a lot Mm -hmm. there are going to be days where maybe you yourself you wake up in the morning and you just feel like shit about who you are yeah, you just can't bring to the. You just can't bring all the food to the table that day. Yeah. You know, and they look at you and they're like, "What's wrong?" And the answer is, "I don't know." <laughs> I have those days. Yeah, for you know? sure, for sure. Um, everybody has those days. You know, I'm just not feeling it. Not feeling it today. I'm having. I'm having a rough emotional day. You know, um, and that comes back down to being present. Just being present for your people, realizing that today you're going to put out eighty percent because that person can't. Yeah, yeah. It's just being there for one another and compensating when the other mm-hmm. person needs you. No, that's not selfish. No, that can't be a consistent thing, though. Like you can't put out eighty percent every single day. No, you can't be that person because that's going to damage you. Yeah, you know. And then you know that person who's only putting out twenty percent, there's a good chance you're with a narcissist at that point. Yeah, you know, or just a yeah. person who just can't love themselves. And that comes back down to that base thing. Like, if you don't love yourself, what do you bring into this other person? Yeah, and love is a commitment. Love is a commitment, and it's an exchange, and it's 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 not it's a it's a growing process. In terms of the commitment, um, a lot of people, it's a lot of people like fantasize about marriage, and that's the commitment stage, and uh, and like, but that's a man made creation. Like for me, like 
I've had people tell me that they've cheated on each other and like marriage was the commitment stage. And after that, then they're, they're lo- it's just like, to me, if you're in a relationship with somebody, the commitment starts on day one. Like when you start to make a relationship with somebody, you commit to that person. There's no, like the marriage is a supplement. Um, that's my opinion, but um, it's, it's a commitment. Like we, when you're entering a relationship, like don't have this open idea. And if you, if you are struggling with maintaining a loyalty or anything like that, like make sure it's known, just be honest, be honest and, and make it and, and uh, communicate with one another without emotions getting involved. Um, a, a huge problem is communication and emotion. Um, they say that communication in a loving relationship is, is extremely vital and important. Yeah. It's one of the most vital and important, vitally vital and important things you can have in a relationship is constant communication. But the, the biggest problem between communication is when one lets emotion get involved. If, if someone gets angry during the conversation, if someone gets emotional during the conversation and interjects and starts bringing up things from the past and resentments and all these things like that, it destroys any progress and it creates more dents in, 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 um, in the, the relationship. Uh, it's, it's always good to have a very mutually calm. Let the person know that you know you're you're, you're listening to their side. It's their it's their, their perception. If you're explaining your side, you know, say I'm not I'm not saying I'm wrong or right. Saying this is how I feel. There's a lot of words you can say that you know comfort the other person, and you're explaining something. Um, if it's something that you feel the other person is doing that's hurting you, say like you know I feel I've been feeling this way because of this. I'm not saying it's happening, but you know. The, the, just just don't let emotion get involved, and always hear the person out, and uh, and just don't let anger get enter the relationship. I mean, don't oh, no, really. That's gonna happen. Don't let anger um, get in between the mutual conversation of getting through issues. Um, that's that's a huge one I've encountered. Um, that just destroys love. It destroys love. Um, that's a huge thing. Um, so there's also a lot of implications that love has in my perception, in terms of the metaphysical world. Um, we kind of overviewed uh, a lot of things, like a lot of the mundane ideas in terms of, you know, between people, relationships, uh, what love entails in those areas of life. Um, I kind of want to mention two things I've written um, in my own life on what love could be during this podcast, just because it's relevant. And um, I don't know, I figured it'd be nice food for thought and it goes along with it. So I have two things I want to read. Um, I'm going to do one now and probably one before the podcast ends. Um, and these can be found on actually my personal Instagram. Um, if anyone's interested, I, me personally, I do a lot of writings. I do photography. Uh, I create my own quotes and I do, you know, writings in the description on my Instagram. Uh, they could be philosophical, poetic, metaphysical, uh, maybe a cult orientation. Uh, I have drawings, you know, it's, it's my area of expression. I figured I'll plug it in here. Um, if anyone's interested in checking it out. Um, it's on Instagram. Um, it's the.omniscient.void. Um, or you can even go type the omniscient void into Google and it should come up. Um, the logo is like a, it's like a, it's like a sun and a moon with a blue background. In just case anyone's interested, plugging it in here. But so this first one I want to read, um, deals with both the metaphysical and the physical. And the quote that I have on the picture for this post says, love is an essence of the metaphysical and equally a construct in the physical. So it kind of deals with the dual idea um, of, you know, the spiritual or the metaphysical, uh, the universal, and in its application and its manifestation in the physical and human beings and things along those sorts. Um, so I'm going to quick uh, read this first one off. Um, I'm not sure how well it's going to fit into the flow of what we already said, but it's going to be very... Uh, 
encapsulating of how I perceive love to be in a comprehensive manner. So here we go. Love is one of the most overlooked, ignored, and important concepts the universe has to offer. Furthermore, it is the most essential attribute that pervades creation. In order to fully understand love, we must realize its applications in the metaphysical as well as in the physical and how they interact accordingly. These inner meanings have become distorted and overshadowed by hollow understandings due to mainstream disseminations. Because of this conceptual disintegration, love has remained a nearsighted misconception confined to the narrow galleries of superficiality. Commencing with the metaphysical, love is the primordial intention that turned darkness into light and discord into order. Consequently, love can be found throughout the multitudinous aethers. It is the primordial glue that maintains creation with perfect harmony. Love is intrinsic balance. Therefore, it is the secret of nature. It is the highest vibrational experience in any given plane. Concerning these, the higher and finer the plane, the more love pervades, while on the lower and denser planes, the more it is constricted and restricted. Love is, the in love is the infinite spectrum of abstraction that unites all strata into one structure. It comprises mathematical quantities and qualities together with their configurations that encrypts our pattern existence. Love is pure harmony, harmony of all spheres, souls, and the divine elegance composing the symphony of the heavens. It is the conflagration that ripples, ripples through the spirit, an all-consuming fire that forges a pyre of impurities. Fundamentally, love is a refined essence without any dominant resistance. When perceived in the realm of the physical, love is acceptance of oneself and others that arises from an integral understanding of oneself. Consequently, love becomes the acknowledgement of oneself and others. Love is a surrendering selflessness that aids the whole through self-sacrifice. It is the union of opposites through the medium of reconciliation. Love makes up the shades of life and what allows the latter to flourish through the generative principle of care. It is every particle matter that exists in juxtaposition to each other without the destruction of the whole. Love is truth, righteousness, and the subsequent salvation that is conceived through their combination. It is the singular conqueror of its aberration, fear. Biologically, love is an instinct and an urge. It is what allowed for your creation and what gave you location. Love isn't lust, but beauty actualized and identified. It is peripheral perspective, proper direction, and heartfelt affection. Dynamically, love is giving without the expectation of receiving. It is dedication, vulnerability, and a fervent perseverance that overcomes all discordance. Succinctly stated, love is magical, love is mystical. Love is temporal, yet paradoxically eternal. The role love plays in our everyday lives mimics the abstractions that animate the cosmos. When two people cultivate love for one another, they are partaking in a conscious dance of this universal essence. Love is what we acknowledge or ignore, along with the spirit that emanates it. It is as infinite as are its applications. We experience its sensations once we allow it to flow forth. Though in modernity, comprehensive love has sadly been buried alive. Regardless of this, uh, regardless of this obscurity, love will forever stand as a universal virtue, waiting to be unraveled within us all. So yeah, that is my ideas as to the integration integration of the metaphysical version of love and its significance in the universe and how it's the underlying principle behind everything in existence and how it essentially manifests down here in the physical that we experience between two physical entities. Um, I know it's definitely uh, uh, went a little bit into a metaphysical area, but I thought it would be very important to add here um, as it will probably expand people's ideas into a higher plane as to what it can entail. So yeah, as we can see, like love 
it's not just what the movies uh bring it out to be um in terms of a, a deeper understanding of it at all um it really encapsulates a lot of emotion it encapsulates a lot of planes um it's a high vibrating essence um and it's it's extremely deep and, and should be revered and should be considered as sacred and not something that's used as a tool um not something that should be used uh, as as something to destroy to conquer you know this to take from somebody to it's just it should be a mutual uh, understanding um, based in the foundation of compassion and empathy and um if that's not there and you don't love yourself and there's a, and there's a lot of things going on and you feel someone's taking from you you feel someone's not putting the effort in you feel you're putting a lot of the effort in um someone's taking it, it's just it's just it doesn't sound like true love um and it's it's going to be honest with yourself with that area um yeah that's pretty much what i have in terms of my metaphysical ideas in conjunction with the physical on that topic um I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a little you, more of a creative. You think about mode that, of like, thought. when you when you reach out to an like uh, when someone you're romantically interested in, like when you reach your hand out and you hold theirs for that time, like your two souls are you reaching out not just with your hand, but your soul, you know, with your being, and you become one for that for that time. When you embrace, you know, even even something uh, as subtle as you know, giving your friend a high five. In that moment, you're like you're connecting on yeah. on an energy level, you know, and that's important. There's a there's a transfer of energy every time you touch another human being, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's that congratulatory high five, the handshake, the hand hold, a hug, you know, when when you're kissing somebody, you know, passionately. Or um, I know many cultures the the kiss is not always a romantic thing, but is oftentimes a just a bond. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, like like a. I think the French call that the bis bisus bisus. Oh, interesting. Like that. That term. That's when they when they when they greet each other, they say hello, they kiss each other on oh, each cheek. Okay. Uh, Spanish people do that quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, I've seen that in many cultures. Um, yeah, Syrian, like all types of different cultures do that. I forget. I forget what it's called in Spanish. Uh, yeah, it's another heavily. Yeah, uh, it's it's important if you think about that. Like that's really that's about you know really this loving other people, and I've been caught yeah. off guard by those by those. Um, uh, cultural practices. I've had a uh, 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 Spanish uh, female friends who just like, and they're standing there like, um, it's like, wait, um, was I supposed, was I supposed to, <laughs> was I supposed to do that too? I know it's kind of awkward to some degree. It's like, but like uh, at the same it's time, like, it's okay. like really pleasant. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's 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 enjoyable, and it's not enjoyable on like like a sexual level. Mm-hmm. It's like I liked that. It's that not, <laughs> yeah, it's like a feeling of connection or like you know just being embraced, you know, for who you are for a second. You know, yeah, just like no judgment. You're just like, hey, how's it going? Like, you know? Genuinely happy like, to see an individual. You. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, that's another important thing. Like love is connection. Mm-hmm. Love is that's a key thing. It's connection, whether it be metaphysical or how it connects to the physical or in the physical. It's all uh. It's all about connection. Everything's mm-hmm. everything's connected to begin with. That's another thing. Like universally, everything's connected. So there's an essence of love already integrated into the entire universe. Oh, one hundred percent. There's really, like, regards to this whole thing. There's really only one thing that I personally want to talk about still, um, and it's an old saying uh, that I think I feel like we've all have had to have heard this. I I got it. We've all heard this a number of times. At least once, but it's, I've heard this so many times in my life, and I'm kind of interested to see your perspective on this. Um, the saying, uh, it's better to love and have lost than to never have loved at all. Yeah, man. Um, I, it's super as blanket, f- isn't it? 
It is. It's so important though, because if you never take that leap into the darkness of love, um, you never fully, I really feel like, I really truly feel like you never fully grow into who you're meant to be. I feel, you know, love um, as much in the human manifestation uh, that it has, like the amount of pain that you might go through, the elation, the roller coaster ride, the trials, the tribulations, the introspectives. Um, there's so many things that I have personally learned. I've learned more things about myself. I feel being in a relationship, and I haven't been in many, because if I'm in a relationship, I, re I really generally love and I feel connected with that person. Um, so, and in my short span of times, I have been in serious relationships. Um, I've grown more through those relationships than I have, I feel, in just ordinary everyday life. Um, it's almost like putting yourself in front of a mirror, um, another ga another galaxy that reflects who you are. And then if you're an honest, genuine person who's introspective and, and who puts effort and who's, who has integrity and dignity, um, that mirror reflects who you are, demons, angels, and everything in between and all. And um, it allows you to really open up your consciousness through the tool of the medium of the other person as the other person as well. It should, this should happen to them as well. And it cuts you open as painful as it is. And it shows you all your flaws. It shows you all the things that you're lacking in. It shows, you know, how, uh, how you might be treating somebody a wrong way, where it's coming from, you know, how to work on that. It, it, it um, it just it, it it opens up avenues of your mind and it opens up doors of your consciousness that you never really truly knew were there or at least you never knew to the extent uh or or how profound or deep those those doors can be and um yeah it's it it forces you in a cage with your demons um if you're honest and that's why i feel it's essential to have loved and to never have loved at all because it's it's i'm not saying to to go find all these partners now i feel it's a responsible thing to do um, or just let it happen, you know, or just, just let it flow with, with nature if it happens. But when it does, take them serious and really take the lessons that come along with them because there's few things in life that have as many lessons as, as a true loving relationship does. Um, and, yeah, so I, I, I do agree with that statement 100%. Yeah, I do. I mean, it, I don't know how I you feel, feel like about it. How do you feel about it? I feel like it's super blanketed. I really do. Um, because... A lot of people take that as like a romantic. Mm -hmm. um, and in my life, I've had friends who, you know, there were people like we grew up together and there were people um, that they, they meant a lot to me. Mm. Um, when I, when I was a child, uh, you know, fifth grade up until about high school, uh, there was another, there was a girl who lived next door to me. Her name was Beth. And, uh, our parents always used to joke like, oh, that's your wife, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I genuinely loved that girl. To this day, I have love for that girl, but it wasn't that kind of love. It's not like that passionate sexual type of love. Right? No. It's just like you have love. You have, you have a lot of care and you want them to, you want, you want their, you want their goodwill. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I genuinely like looked forward to seeing that person every single day. And I, I, I never viewed her as like, like a girlfriend, you know? Yeah. Um. I mean, maybe maybe at one point there could have been like a little bit of interest in a way, just like a little spark, you know. But like that wasn't that wasn't like a a genuine romantic interest. That was more of a a child's lack of understanding of that particular emotion. You know, you look back on it, like, and you know, I, really, like that that person was an important individual to me. 
And I guess technically we're still in communication nowadays. Um, not really. We haven't really spoken. Like we're friends on Facebook or whatever. Like I see her progressing through her life. She's got a husband. Like her life looks fantastic. I'm so happy for her. Like it's great. I love seeing people on the come up. You know, but for there were a couple years there where like, you know, like that was the homie. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, and like I, I'm genuinely grateful for the love that I had for that person at that time, because I don't feel like I ever really lost it. It just kind of went away. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad because. That was the friendship that taught me how to love the friends that I have now. You know, and I I did lose it, I guess, technically. Yeah, or at least it's like, maybe it's like physical manifestation or funny, like that person who provided that feeling. Yeah, I was going to say like maybe at the very least it provided you with a foundation for an understanding of how this form of love might feel or how to handle it or mm-hmm. or how to properly like disseminate it or, you know, just what to experience evolving it in, a, in an essential form. Which, you know, maybe provided, like you said, with you, um, with just a structural basis as to, you know, relationships or people to come. Yeah. And like, even though that, 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 uh, that love was with, um, an individual of the opposite sex, uh, the, the lessons that, you know, you didn't con, I never consciously sat there and thought about it as a child. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the concepts and the things that I learned from that relationship carried over to my friendships with other men, uh, carried over to friendships. I have, I, I am a person who is completely comfortable being friends with a female and have no sexual interest in that individual at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like that's a tough concept nowadays. I think it's extremely tough. And I think it really depends on who you are. Like, cause I, I think a lot of people, they, they, they don't have that boundary set up or if in a relationship, and you're hanging out with another girl, like you really got to, you really got to like dissect like how you really feel deep down about this girl, because yeah. it's really common that you might have some. If, if they're an attractive woman, it's it's pretty natural to eventually want to have some type of sexual feeling. So it's important that you're responsible and really, really, really take hold of your mind, because like, it's you can fall into temptation real easily. Um, but you know, it's a lot more easily when you're not sexually attracted to somebody else. Oh, you know? it's 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 a really gray. I mean, I can I can I can look at my female friends and be like. Yo, like, yeah, you are a good-looking person. Yeah. You know, you know, I could see how you are a desirable individual, but, like, I mean, in a way, like, I would I would never, like, hit my wife up and be like, hey, I'm going to go chill with so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. Tools. Like, I feel like my personal feeling is that sort of thing is inappropriate when you're in a committed relationship. Not that... Not that you think you're going to do something with that person or not that you think that that person wants to do something with you or not even that your spouse thinks that you want to do something with that person, but you don't want to create the atmosphere where that sort of thought could happen because once the seed is planted, that plant will flourish. Yeah, or you can even plant it like the seed in like the your your partner's mind. Like you know, it, it, who knows what they've struggled with in the past, what they've been mm-hmm. cheated on, or you know, it's important to have an open dialogue with your partner if you're gonna hang out with women, or at least another girl, and really you know express them how they feel. And if, and if your partner you know expresses you know some type of way about it, at least if they're not being controlling about it, just have empathy, understand that. You know, it, it is it is natural based on someone's suffering or just knowledge of life and human. Um, human temperament and psychology that, you know, these things could potentially happen. And, um, as long as you're a respectable guy, like the thing is just not 
to fall into temptation. Um, you know, it depends like what you're viewing as cheating. You know, you, you can mentally cheat on somebody by thinking about somebody else. It, you know, it depends on your lines, but you you just don't. You know, you want to eliminate as much like temptation. And if you feel like you're like being tempted to think about your friend you have, it's a girl sexually when you're with somebody or whoever gender. You know, like um, it it, it might be best to pull away. Uh, in my opinion, because it might just plant the seed in your own mind and you don't want to have to have that in your mind or even a, have a risk of hurting your partner. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, if I'm going to have some sort of uh, social interaction with somebody of the opposite sex, it's either like in a group setting or like Sam having that female come to the house. It's always, well, when can I come over? Oh, my wife will be home at this time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That, that's my own personal comfort as well. Like I, I would not be comfortable hanging out with my female friends without my wife present. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that I'm personally okay with. And like I said, it's not that, not that I'm worried like that we would do something, you know, I feel like the female friends that I do have and, and I have a very strong understanding that it's like, you know, well, that is what this is. We're friends, you know, but there's a, a level of appropriateness, um, that I feel is, is, is important to observe. You know, and also those female friends, like, I, I won't talk to them certain ways because I feel like, uh, especially when they're they're in a relationship, because I don't want to be disrespectful to my own relationship and disrespectful to theirs. Yeah, may the not, other guy or whoever like, girl. Well, you may not mean something by it, but mm-hmm. even, like, sometimes, like, jokes are not cool, you know, depending on the situation. You don't, uh, you don't ever want to disrespect your own love and yeah. disrespect another person's love because you could unintentionally damage that. Or, yeah, you're going to, like, destroy the relationship, you know, like, mm-hmm. based off of something small, you know, like, you, you just never know the impact, the cause and effect you're going to have with the, with your actions, especially when you're dealing with the heart and soul, yeah. you know, and, love. like, all these concepts, like, really go back to, you know, what I was talking about uh, with, with that with that uh, friend I had as a kid, Beth, like, that laid down the rules, like, the, the, the roots, you know, that eventually grew into my understanding of uh, of love and relationships on its own. You know, and you know, it eventually became like my, my own personal philosophies and uh, rules. You, you know, there are rules, mm-hmm. just like everything else. You know, yeah, it's like an interesting concept. And in a way, I'm glad that I had that love at that time, and I'm I'm glad that I lost it. I understand, you know, what it feels like to drift away from a, a friend that's that important to you. You know. Yeah, or even like on a minor level, you experience like what what like somewhat of a quote unquote loss felt like of that feeling, even though it might be a little bit more minor, you know, mm-hmm. than, uh, you know, actually like fully blossomed love or whatever you want to call it. So it's like you experience kind of like the shadows of the entire process, you know, like mm-hmm. in that instance, which and, is very important. Yeah. Another, I learned another hard lesson later on in life. Um, I, I, I've had what people would call like betrayals or whatever, but like we were kids and you don't understand. And, you know, there, there was one dude who let a girl get between, uh, the three of us, like we were best friends from sixth grade and until the end of high school. And the one guy let a girl get between us and we didn't tell him, we weren't like, Hey, you can't be around that girl, blah, blah, blah. But we did tell him when you're hanging out with us, she can't come because she's the devil. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely experienced that before. You might have like jealous women who might come in and try to interrupt your relationship in very subtle ways. She wasn't even jealous. She was just shitty. Yeah. Um, she was just a shitty person. And, we, that's what we said though. We, we were like, we're not going to tell you not to date her, but when you're hanging out with us, she's not coming. Yeah. Period. And he didn't like that. And he told us to go kick rocks. 
<laughs> you know, and I mean that sucked, but um I didn't really experience like the whole concept of hard betrayal until uh later on where someone who I had a very strong bond with and someone who I stuck up for, someone who I would interrupt my my nights to walk to wherever they were to handle their physical altercations because they weren't capable. Yeah. You know, um, who would turn around eventually and tell an entire group of people that a family member of mine was a drug dealer. And when that information got back to that family member of mine, uh, he blamed me. Jeez, man. And I confronted him and I had said, like, why would you do that? Like, you're the one that told me about that. You know, why would you say I started that rumor? Oh, well, I thought because he was your brother that, you know, he'd get over it faster. All right, well, you need to go tell him what you did. Hmm. Stop being a coward. Um, To this day, I still sit on that because I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Because it also revealed, it also revealed to me an aspect of the love within that relationship. That that love never actually existed. Yep, yep. You know, and that, that's kind of shitty because you're talking about your brothers. Yeah. You know, when you realize that there really was no genuine bond there ever, that you were convenient. And uh, there's a huge difference between being loved by somebody and being convenient for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people who are in relationships because it's convenient for them. They're yeah. benefiting and the person's suffering. I, you know. Yeah. And I, I mean, there are friendships out of convenience too. And those aren't necessarily bad things as long as everybody knows what it is. Yeah. You know, like everybody has the friend where you're like, oh, hey, like, uh, I'm going to be in this location on Friday night. If you're there, why don't you come hang out with us? But you're not inviting them over to your house later. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, everything, everyone does everything out of convenience um, to some degree. You know, it's just whether it's selfish convenience and you're constantly doing only out of your convenience or it's an exchange of conveniences for the both people. You know, so it's convenience yeah. is like, everyone does things that's convenient for them yes. as long as it's not selfish all the time. Yeah. So in a way, like that sucked getting stabbed in the back like that. Like, why would you do that to me? Like, yeah. after everything I've done for you, why would you do that to me? Um, but at the same time, I'm grateful for it. Um, the scar, that scar healed pretty quickly. Got over it relatively fast. Made me realize some things about people and really look. And I guess in an unhealthy way, I have a, a distrust a distrust for people initially. Um, yeah, I agree with that. You know, <laughs> it's probably healthy to do that. It's, I mean, it's healthy and it's the safe you. That's you know? a, it's healthy and unhealthy at the same time. You know, and because it, it, it's really, always good to really, question people's motives. Yeah, you, you know? really want to believe that people are primarily good at heart, but you really need to be aware that they might not be. Yeah. Uh, so at the same time, it's healthy, but it's unhealthy. And then, like, it really, and I'm grateful that. It really revealed to me the concept of the convenient relationship, even with somebody who you'd known 20 plus years, 30 years. You know, you were convenient. You were something that was easy to get rid of and throw away. And in the same retrospect, I was just as willing to throw that person away. I'm done with you. To the, And uh, this day, like I said, it's been almost a decade. I have no emotional attachment to that individual. You know... Uh, my, my own father, I haven't spoken to him in forever. Our interactions were limited for a long time. I have no love for that man. Oh, and that's a, that sounds like it's a shitty thing to say, but like it really, it teaches you on a human level, you know, 
I know what love is. And I also know when I don't feel it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? it, was, it just never grew. There's no foundation for it. You know, just because someone's your father or relative, it doesn't mean you have to, you have to love them. Yeah. Well, at least I don't feel like you, you have to. You there, know? There's also another important lesson in that, too, where if you have love for a person or if a person has love for you and you lose that, it's not coming back. You could be civil. There's no reason to hate an individual. I mean, there's reasons to hate individuals, sure. But there's uh, most of the time there's no reason you can't be a decent individual um but that love isn't coming back yeah you're never going to look at that not. person the same way like oh yeah i love you man i love you no you don't no you don't because at the end of the day you're still that person did that to me and i'm never going to forget that yeah some things some things involving relationships are just just always be careful like if just always question what you're doing in a relationship mm-hmm. and, and, and make sure what you're going to do is, is worth it. If there's any type of pain, because those things never go away, especially in an intense, intensely emotional concept, such as a relationship, it's amplified. You know, you're really dealing with someone's essence more than any other relationship. And once the damage is done, it's, it's there forever. And the wounds yep. are, 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 the wounds are easily openable compared it, to normal mundane wounds in, in regular life. It, it doesn't mean you're not going to, Forgive them. Yeah. I've forgiven plenty of people who I won't interact with. For most of the time, I'm forgiving somebody. That's more for myself. That sounds selfish, but I, I forgive people for myself because you have to. I don't want yeah. to dwell on them. Yeah. You know, it, most of the time, those individuals who you, you've had that feeling for, and I'm not saying like, like say, say you have a friend and you have a deep love for that friend. You have a very strong connection, very strong bond, and, and life takes you in separate directions. That love can come back. That's not a that's not a love lost to betrayal. Mm-hmm. You know, when you damage a person, though, you're not getting that back, and you'll forgive that person, but you'll never forget what they did. Yeah, I always I always like forgiving, but never forgetting. Never forgetting because you don't leave yourself susceptible, vulnerable to the same thing again. It's kind of just like learning from history and making sure it doesn't happen again, or at least being alert for it. And forgiveness uh, for your own reasons, for your own health. Uh, and also to disempower the person who who, who committed the pain to begin with, it, it empowers you and and, and uh, gets rid of the power of the person who did it. So yeah, um, yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah, so that that's that's pretty much the the bulk of what we have. Um, I, at the end of this right now, I just want to read like I was saying, this is the second writing I have since it's relative uh, to the topic that's on my Instagram page as well. Um, and this will probably be the final thing. Uh, or one of the final things we'll, we'll leave you guys with. Um, this one in particular I wrote, um, it's more a little, little bit more poetic and a little bit more, I guess, based on like a, a human uh, variant of love. But I, I wrote this at, at, in a really emotional time. And I wrote it when I, at the, at the time, had, had lost uh, pretty much the love of my life. And um, this is just kind of like what rolled off my mind at that night um, in, involving the idea of love. Um, and this, on, on the picture that I have, the quote says, love is the means by which we become whole. And that means overall, um, basically, you know, self-love, you become whole. Um, and, and love also teaches you so many things in which you, be, be, you can become whole. Um, so with that, with that quote, this is the writing. Love. Oh, the intimate shackles of love. Oh, that sweet universal essence. How it binds and constricts how it bends and it molds. 
How can such a glorified feeling be so intrinsically talented as to have so many fast, various facets and purposes? How could something so pure and so raw become a monster veiled behind an emotional illusion? Love. We all have our impressions and our standards when it comes to this great four-letter word. Yet many of us don't really understand just how and why love exists, or why so many people end up fearing it. Yes, true love in itself is the most wonderful feeling this world has to offer. We all romanticize over it. Once we have it, we never want to let it go. We cherish every waking moment to be with the ones we love. We sacrifice our precious time and hand over our prestigious company to them. We can never get enough. Memories are formed with foundations upon gold, and we savor every color their soul has to offer. We grow in the eternal warmth of their arms while we sprout to life within their presence. But there comes a time where that fatal blow of destiny comes from behind the door of uncertainty, leaving you with nothing but extreme loss. Loss of self, loss of care, loss of motivation, loss of identity. The loss of everything you ever set your foot of pride on, all in one instance. But this is love. This is what life is all about, right? The emotion and shining armor also has its sword of self-destruction, leaving many fearing its punishment. But there's a grand reward for its punishment, if you adhere to its words, because those so-called punishments can also save you. Those punishments are some of the most important life lessons you'll ever encounter. Once recognized, the loss of love can show you those demons locked within that you never knew were there while simultaneously locking you with them, with nowhere to hide. These demons are all those hidden disharmonies holding you back from happiness, from peace, from becoming who you ought to be, who you need to be, and who you'll strive to be if you want to overcome your flaws for the sake of others and ultimately for the sake of yourself. Love is the grandest of all feelings. It can also be one of the greatest teachers. It shows us who we are, it shows us who we were and who we are, who we aren't and why we're not. And there's nothing not to love about that. Love is essential. Sometimes there's a phoenix that ends up rising from the ashes of what was once love. But like that phoenix, love still remains in its evolved form. That is in the love of who you are once you soar above the rubble of your former shadow. Yes, love really is the only thing that will set you free. But when love decides to let you go, realize that it just might have come from the heart. And that's all I have on the topic. Uh, you guys have any thoughts or anything like that? Uh, hit us up at mystery.stone.podcast at gmail.com or on our Instagram at mystery.stone.podcast. Um, like Mike said, you can uh, contact him on the Omniscient Void. Yeah, um, yeah, what's more? Because, like I said, if you guys are interested, uh, my handle on Instagram is the.omniscient.void. Or you can just type it in the Google, the Omniscient Void, and it should pop up. Like I said, a bunch of, you know, philosophical stuff, art to art stuff, my photography, my writings, personal insights into who I really am and my deepest core and my thoughts. But yeah, just throwing it out there. Yeah. So yeah, if anything, I appreciate you guys, you know, looking or even listening. And if there's a, a philosophical talk, a topic that you would like uh, to hear about on our little monthly bonus episode here, uh, shoot that out, shoot out to us too. We'd love to hear your ideas on it and, uh, you know, you might catch our interest and it might be something we really would like to talk about. Um, a, you know, guys, a previous episode, um, we definitely uh, take fan submissions um, and requests uh, pretty serious. And when you do, we, we, we try to bring you what you ask for. So uh, plus it, um, it helps us let us think a little less. 
yeah so with that said um as always thank you guys so much for listening um and i also appreciate you guys listening to the writings that i presented here today they do mean a lot to me so it was nice to have you know a topic to be able to express those things um and elaborate on them a little bit but anyways uh once more have any questions send us a message send us some messages on any of our social medias and thank you so much once more for your time i greatly appreciate it from the heart thank you so much blessed be